Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. another episode of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Pop Culture Cosmos, the Lakers Fast Break, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our great shows, and if you can, please give us that five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us out, and if you could subscribe, like, share, follow, whatever you can do to help us out here at the Lakers Fast Break, it is truly appreciated. Well, we finally know exactly, as Lakers fans, who the Lakers are going to match up against on Tuesday night when they go off against the Portland Trailblazers in the first round of the NBA playoffs coming up. So it has been decided the play-in games did not go to two, only went to one. Kind of disappointed it wasn't Phoenix or Memphis. It is Portland. And... I know my guests right here, at least one of them will be very happy about that because he's already stated as such. But with me today are two awesome guests once again. These guys are both from Lakerholics.com. Be part of the conversation today where you not only get all the great things that are going out there, including videos, including our podcasts, including great articles, blogs, and so much more. Plus, you can interact with the guys that are part of it, and also the guys and gals that are also making comments each and every day at Lakerholics.com. Be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. And I have one of the blog editors here today. It's Jamie Sweet. And Jamie, thanks so much for being part of the program as always. Glad to be here. Thank you for having me. And it wouldn't be a Lakerholics.com team fest without the man behind it all, the mastermind, some say evil mastermind, but I just say mastermind. <laughs> Behind it all, you got to check out what he's doing today on his columns on Medium and, of course, what he does here at Lakers Fast Break and Lakerholics.com. It is Laker Tom. And Laker Tom, truly glad to have you on the show. I know we might have another guest, Sean, coming up, a.k.a. Magic Man, also Lakerholics.com, also the vlog editor as well. But you called it, my friend, and, of course, everybody else out there – pretty much said it was going to be Portland. And yep. yes, I was hoping it wouldn't be Portland because they're very tough. Still don't think they're going to get the job done. But again, here we are Tuesday night, Lakers and Blazers. It's going to be great to finally have a Laker playoff game. Yep. First one since 2013 and uh, against a good opponent. You know, I mean, I frankly, you know, I'm I'm of that group of people that are out there rooting for the Lakers to have the toughest possible path to the championship, you know. I don't want any question about this being an asterisk championship 
it's a gold star championship because we're going to go through the Portland Trailblazers, the Houston Rockets, the Los Angeles Clippers, and we're going to cap it off by taking down the Milwaukee Bucks. And I'm going to make my prediction right now for the Portland series. It will be a five-game series. It won't go further than five, and it's even possible we could sweep them. Very impressive. Very good call indeed. And again, I also want to go ahead and introduce everybody out there. It is Sean Grice, a.k.a. The Magic Man, also a blog editor for Lakerholics.com. Sean, just great to have you part of the program today. Thanks a lot, Gerald. Can you guys hear me now? Absolutely. I may not yeah, want to so- – well, hold on, hold on. I may not want to say that for Laker Tom that I can hear him, but yes, Sean, it's always <laughs> great to have you on the show. Okay, so now we know going forward, headphones for me, not a good idea. <laughs> but just glad to have you on the show. Your quick thoughts initially, since this is your first foray here on the Lakers Fast Break, your first thoughts on now that we have officially – Portland versus the Lakers in the first round of the NBA playoffs. Yeah, you know what, Gerald? I actually, I'm feeling pretty good about this matchup. And uh, in the way that we have two superstars, I automatically think at least if you have one, that's good for, for two wins in a playoff series. So I think over five or six games, uh, Anthony Davis and LeBron are just going to be too much for them. So I, I agree with you. I'm predicting the Lakers in six. Uh, that's a very good call. Very astute. And again, I, this is what I've said to on every show that I've been <laughs> on. Because I'm telling you right now, I've been asked to be on so many other shows in recent days. I've also interviewed a lot of people that are not specifically Lakers fans. Just because I want to hear a broad base. And if you're listening to us right now on one of the great and outstanding Facebook groups that are out there that support the Lakers... I want to go ahead and say thank you and welcome for watching us right now. And thank you for being part of the show. I do want to say right now, I've been telling everybody that the Lakers with LeBron and AD are the hardest matchup for anybody, any team in the playoffs. And ultimately, if they're clicking, there is no matching up to them. And they just need to get a minimal amount of support, which could include a Kyle Kuzma, who's been really playing well as of late. Could include a Danny Green, could include Alex Caruso, could include KCP, could include all these others, but they don't need as much of a consistent support as these other teams do from their star players. Uh, These other star players need their role players to really step up, but if the guys are clicking, AD and LeBron, they'll just need one guy to show up each and every time out. Jamie, I want to hear your thoughts the things that you're looking for as far as some of the points, the, some of the key factors in this Blazers-Lakers series. Well, the first thing you want to hear your prediction, too. I'll, I'll drop my prediction. I'm going to say this is actually going to go seven games. I'm the most pessimistic uh, of the uh, blog editors here. <laughs> Tom called five. Magic Man has six. I'm going, I'm, you know, if this, were, if this were Price is Right, you know, I'm, I'm going for it. I'm going for the RV. <laughs> going for the RV. Um, but I, the first thing that jumps out at me, actually, is that both of these teams are teams that lose the most in terms of playing in the bubble. Portland has a tremendous, like, uh, mojo in the Rose Garden. or It's not called the Rose Garden anymore. It's called Corporate Schmurmer, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, they, at the Rose Garden, it's, they are a tough team to beat. And yeah. LeBron plays terribly at the Rose Garden. The Lakers play terribly at the Rose Garden. And the fact that we are not going to be playing in the Rose Garden is actually – 
an almost asterisk worthy for this series, except for that we're also not going to be playing in Staples Center uh, for the four, four, up to four games. So that jumps out at me right away. Is that both of these teams are really, really, really take a lot of power in from their home courts, respectively. On top of that, I think that it's going to be a harder matchup. I think you're going to need more than one guy a night. I think you're going to need, I think you're going to need Kuz to play at the level he's played at in the bubble just about every game, and then another guy to step up, or for Danny Green to just be the Danny playoff Green. Of, Danny Green, right? The That's Danny Green of yore. Right. That's Danny. all. I, if we need playoff, if we get Kuz and playoff Danny, where'd, where'd playoff Danny go? He, yeah, where'd he, go? He stay, he's still in Toronto. So we're, we're yeah, in the right time I think zone he left at least in Toronto. we're in the right time zone so maybe he'll do better in the playoffs now you know i feel like the same thing kind of happened to him last season like he had a terrible regular season and flipped a switch in the playoffs and it's like playoff rondo right like some guys the danny greens the rondos they're not like quite the lebron right like they've they're they're good enough that like when you need them like they can turn it on but i mean i would even say like a lou williams is kind of like this on another team like there's guys out there that they just don't want to bring it for all 82. And it's not that they're not, they don't want to play. They just, it just, it, it, they just get mentally tired or mentally fatigued or however you want to describe it. And they don't have the same will to rise to the occasion like a Kobe or a LeBron for every game to like deliver. Because I think it, there's those guys also know nobody's forking out money to go see Rajon Rondo. You know, <laughs> people are coming to see LeBron James. So like, like, well, if I can, you know, nobody's going to really care if I fill the stat sheet tonight or, you know, dunk the ball or just going to make these pets. So I do think that there's a level of that these guys who have been through the playoffs, who have been through a grind of it all, can turn it on to. Uh, I just worry about all of those things in these conditions. Like a lot of that, I think, is built off of crowd momentum. Not all of it, but some part of it is built off of like that, the crowd. Like the crowd in any event is part of the event. Like it's part of a, like a human connection. You know, the water molecules are all talking to one another. And it's going to be interesting to see how the playoffs work without that kind of thing. Like it's incredible to watch Dame, Damian Lillard, because he's doing it with no crap. Like he's just doing it. Like he's ridiculous right now. He is one of those superstars who does not require energy osmosis. He is laser focused. It's the same with Kobe. I'm sure everybody remembers that game in the finals with the, the greenies and Chris Rock is just letting loose and everybody around him is laughing. Kobe could care less. Right. I'm, I, I don't even think Kobe knew Chris Rock sitting no. right beside him. So, 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 and Dame has that same like laser focus. I don't care that you're talking to me. I don't care what you have to say. He did it to, I, I personally fear him the most. And I, I agree with Jamie. I mean, if they do win game one, which I think is crucial in this series, it could go seven games. It's possible. So that's why I think we need to definitely win game one. It's it's a tone setter. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. I see the potential for basically like another Netflix kind of paradigm shift where here comes this other major player. They have a ton of resources. Apple could change the way that entertainment is consumed. They say it's the only time this year that you'll have stars from each brand battling each other. And we know it's not going to be the case, but they like to say that and more power to them, I guess. Well, it's a big first step bringing all those superheroes together. There were definitely some parts of the movie that I that I really enjoyed. And then there were some parts that 
that I thought just kind of fell short of expectation. Part of it has to be something to do with how it's being promoted. And this is a thing where audiences do not agree with critics. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse, every week on Apple Podcasts. And over a dozen of your favorite streaming and podcasting options. Once again, I'm talking to Sean Grice, Laker Tom, and Jamie Sweet of Lakerholics.com. Be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com, where all these guys put out some great stuff there. Rafael Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies has videos coming up each and every week, plus, of course, the Lakers Fast Break. You can find new episodes there as well. Once again, be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Also want to give a big shout-out to the Discovery Community Network and RTF Sports Network that I'm going to be hosting a show on very soon in the near future of the Lakers Fast Break. I'm going to go ahead and host a show on their stream yard uh, coming up here in the next couple days. So I'm looking forward to that. But I want to go ahead right now and delve into this. And I'll start with you, Laker Tom. What are the key factors for the Lakers as far as getting that consistent production from people other than Anthony Davis and, and LeBron? Because Anthony Davis has scored very well and played very well against the Blazers as a member of the Los Angeles Lakers. And LeBron, you know, is LeBron, and he's going to bring his A game, at least. He's going to go ahead and make life very, very difficult. I see the matchups there being very, very difficult for the Blazers because they're big guys. Nurkic and Collins, they're tall, but again, their defense, their defense as a whole, their structure with an older mellow, they have not been able to go ahead and handle any kind of offensive structure. They have to outscore their opponents literally each and every time. And this is a theme I've actually seen from several teams that are now currently in the playoff bubble, i.e. Mavericks, and there's several others that have not brought their defense there. The Lakers are the one of the few teams, albeit because their offense has been featured in the bubble so far, <laughs> but they're one of the few teams to actually have a focus on the defensive side, and that could really be a key coming up in the playoffs. Well, I think that uh, you got to look at the coaching of the team to start with. And Frank Vogel, Frank Vogel makes his money by playing defense. That's his orientation. That's the structure that he's going to go out there. It permeates everything from his starting lineups to his rotations. When you face a team like Portland, who basically is really a very poor defensive team, does not have the shot blockers or the people who can really contest AD, and then Anthony Davis not only played well against Portland while he was a Laker, you still remember two years ago when Portland lost to him four straight, and he just really <laughs> dominated completely the Portland Trailblazers. Um, along with uh, Rajon Rondo, I posted a, a tweet a few days ago. Uh, Rondo actually had phenomenal stats in three games against the Portland Trailblazers this year. So, man, he's right now in the middle. I think he's in the second of his four-day four-day uh, moratorium Four had to do uh, to get back to being eligible to play. I don't think he'll play in the first couple of games, but I suspect he'll be a factor in the playoffs. I tend to think what Gerald was saying earlier is really the story of this particular playoff. I don't think it's really going to hinge on a role player. I think it's going to hinge on how well LeBron and AD play. Davis is going to be unstoppable against those guys, and unless unless he turns around and and has a game like a couple of the games that he had in the bubble where he scored less than 10 points and didn't seem to be very aggressive at all. I don't think that's a situation. I've always felt that 
the Lakers, LeBron James, and Anthony Davis, the legacy for all three of those is really riding on doing a great job in this playoffs. Uh, you fail to come through in these playoffs, and the way the team approaches the next offseason is going to be dramatically different than if you win. And it applies everything from possibly you could even lose Anthony Davis. It's, it's not an impossible situation that he could be lured somewhere else if something horrible happened and we got knocked out in the first round. So I don't think it's just the first game. I think it's the first two games the Lakers are going to come out, try to dominate, and then superstars are going to come out and try to dominate. And I, and I think that this is why I think there's a chance that there's going to be a sweep. I, I think the, the big problem that the Blazers have is that they are going to go through periods where they're unable to stop the other team from scoring. They just don't have the defensive chops. They're also, I think, there's going to be a tremendous pressure on them. They've, they've gotten to where they are now by winning a lot of very close games in the clutch. Some games decided by strange bounces where a ball goes up like Don Nelson's famous shot against the Lakers. It goes up 10 feet in the air and comes down for a three-pointer. I think the Lakers have got to be careful not to foul him, not to put him to the line. I think we're going to see a lot of the double teaming and surprise double teaming that, that we've seen the Lakers use against both Dame and, and uh, in the second round, we'll probably use the same thing against uh, James Harden. We're going to see a lot of defensive changes and a lot of switches. I think Kuzma is going to become a big factor because the way that he defended Harden uh, tells me that there will be moments in the game when he's going to be playing essentially the two. If you can, you, you play what you can defend in the NBA. And he's showing a proclivity to be able to defend shooting guards, big shooting guards. And I think that could be a real factor that there are going to be moments when Kuzma is a logical guy to stop uh, Dame Lillard. And then I think Anthony Davis's defense and LeBron James' defense. The way LeBron finished off that that game uh, against uh, against the Rockets, where the uh, against the uh, where he basically was able to shut down two guys in a row. He's played intense defense, and he actually has a higher defensive rating uh, for the season than than Anthony Davis does. To me, he's the first. We've got two first-team all-defensive players. We've got a lot of other guys who have good skills. I don't think we our weakness is having a big wing defender to guard the Kawhi Leonard's, Paul George's, bigger guys like that. But Kuzma, if he can fill that slot, is going to make a big difference, maybe even more so than his uh, excellent play on offense. He's really, he's become, for somebody who's traded him probably more times than anybody else on, on this podcast, for sure, he's almost untradeable. Every week. Time. Sean, I wanted to go ahead and ask you real quick. One of the things I had suggested in the past few days is that Tom and I had talked about a 10-man rotation before, but on my latest podcast that I had after the last game that the Lakers had, I suggested that for the playoffs – they may consider going down to a eight or seven and a half man rotation. And when I mean seven and a half, that means someone is not going to be playing the second half, i.e. a Rajon Rondo, i.e. a Dwight Howard, Deion Waiters. Somebody's going to get some burn in the first half, but not in the second. So you're shorting your rotations down. So you go ahead and you ask your frontline players to go ahead and do more. Is this something you could see happening more and more as we get into the playoffs? or even right away against the Portland Trailblazers? 
Uh, absolutely, Gerald. And wow, like uh, great minds think alike. I was thinking the same thing today watching the game. And uh, I was paying a lot of attention to uh, Gary Trent, who's uh, been shooting lights out for the Blazers during the bubble. And uh, it, it occurred to me that the one guy who Frank Vogel can count on to shoot the ball is Quinn Cook. So it wouldn't surprise me at all if Frank Vogel put Quinn Cook in there for some instant offense and an outside shot for AD and LeBron. And in the second half, he could automatically go to a Dion Waiters and completely throw Terry Stotts in uh, in rotation hell, so to speak, because did anyone else notice that Nurkic looked really tired today? That's, a, that's a common thing. That, I'm just going <laughs> to yeah, tell you right now, that's a common thing. He did come from overseas. I know he, he is. Did, he did, yeah. And, and I do want to actually pay respects to his family because I know his grandmother has passed away uh, in the past 24 hours from the effects of the coronavirus. So my thoughts and, and respects go out to his family. I know he was playing with an extremely heavy heart, but his grandmother had said, I believe from what I'm hearing in the story straight, that she would not have gone to the hospital in the first place uh, had he stayed there and that she specifically wanted him to come and play in the game. So again, uh, our, our thoughts and, and prayers go out to his family. I know he's playing with a very heavy heart, but his status as far as his uh, wind and conditioning, uh, you know, you hit it right in the head, Sean. He's not only looked tired at the end of this game, but the previous past couple games. And with the Blazers basically in playing for their lives mode for the past week and a half and ramping up, and they've already gone to a seven-and-a-half, eight-man rotation. Uh, Simons is virtually out of the rotation from what I'm seeing on the minute scale. Uh, they've just been playing... Herzonia also has not been playing consistently. So it's been basically a six, seven man rotation for them. They've been going 38 to 42 minutes already each per game. So if you're a Blazers fan out there, kind of concerning that you're seeing Nurkic being run down, but this is not to be unexpected because he is coming back from a long injury rehabilitation. Collins is the same way. You don't know how many minutes either of these guys are going to give you but they're going to play them as best they can. But you will see that effect at some point in time during the series, whether or not they can overcome it. Those minutes are going to add up. And that's an excellent point indeed, because it is going to be a matter of conditioning. The Lakers have had a few days off, a few days rest. They're just going to get a couple days rest. And then it's right back into the grind. And again, maybe not early on, but you will see by game four, game five, or game six, they're really going to start to get tired because those minutes are going to be logged in and they're really going to start to feel the effects of it. Oh, absolutely. I think um, if we're noticing this, the one man who completely focused on uh, their fatigue is one LeBron on James. I saw a couple games live in Toronto where he just absolutely ate the Raptors apart. And not only did he eat them apart, there was a great story that when Patrick Patterson first got traded to the Raptors, Cleveland was one of their first opponents. And on a particular set play, LeBron actually had to tell Patrick Patterson where he was supposed to go. I mean, this guy knows what plays you're running before, before you know what hit you. Basically, he's like a middle linebacker. He knows exactly what you're going to run, and he's calling it out. 
And to have a guy like AD in the middle like that is your worst nightmare. Because even even if you do have like resets or maybe you go to another scheme, he knows exactly what scheme goes out of that. Like the guy is just a savant. He's Amadeus Mozart with film and a playbook and I just I don't see a situation where Stotts or Lillard can adjust in time. And one thing I want to ask you this, Jamie, then that's an excellent point, Sean, and I do want to compliment you on your astute analysis of that because LeBron is, like you said, such a maestro out on the floor and so very cognizant and basketball savvy, probably the best basketball mind out there in the NBA, or at least arguably at the very least. I want to ask you this, Jamie. You know, the situation is you can't match up guards with guards when it comes to the Lakers and Blazers. Obviously, the Blazers have an advantage there, but... Again, it comes to the point where can you effectively, on defense, utilize your sides? Because one of the things that the Lakers do have are tall guards to throw at both of those guards, CJ and Damian Lillard. And I want to ask you this. if The goal is not to get, you know, to, to really bottle up Damian Lillard to the point where he's going to get 10 points a game, 15 points a game. If you it's get, No, it's not happening. And C.J. McCollum, if if you can keep C.J. right around 15 to 20, and if you can keep Damian Lillard under 30, you really have got a great chance to win the game and be effective. And putting taller guards out there, not giving them room to shoot, I think is a key to whether or not the Lakers will go ahead and oust them earlier or oust them later. What are your thoughts, Jamie? Agreed. I think that, well, I mean, I, you know, when we when it was when we were talking about defense, I don't think any one player is going to stop Damian Lillard. No, just, no, it's like I mean, saying any one player is going to stop Kobe. Or, right, exactly. Same with LeBron. Same with AD. You know, so putting Kuz or putting Danny Green or putting Caruso or putting anyone won't stop them. But I think you're right. I think the key is make everybody else work. Keep Melo under 15. Keep McCollum under 15. Don't let Nurchich go off for like a, a high double double rebounds. Maybe because he's a swift passing big man. There was a re- reason that. You know, that it was a big deal when Denver kept Jokic over Nurkic, which was always a funny thing for them when they had both the Icks. But, you know, at the time when they traded Nurkic, he was the quote-unquote better of the two. And obviously, there was a reason that they parted ways because they saw what uh, Joker had to offer. But point being is that there's, I feel like there's a lot of – and like you mentioned, uh, Gary Trent was killing, is killing it in the bubble right now. So, I mean, it's going to be – I would almost be fine with – Lillard scoring 40 a game if you could keep everybody else under between like under I want to say under 20 but I would say like between 15 and 18 and if you have everybody has to work for those points if if, if it's easy points for people if if it's an up and down game which is definitely going to favor everything Portland wants to do I mean they're in a groove I, I I feel you on the minutes thing but like they're it looks like they're ready to play that type of game and to carry it forward. Now, how deep into the playoffs is always sort of the question with Portland because you do see them when they get to the conference finals, game before the conference finals, Dame finally starts to wear out. Like, you know, CJ McCollum is solid, but he's not on his level. And, you know, the rest of the team, if they can't pick, the farther into the playoffs you go, the more the team has to pick you up. And it was the same with Kobe, right? Like Kobe used to be brilliant in the first two rounds of the playoffs. And then you'd see him start to kind of get a little tired at times and, Look for Lamar, look for Powell, look for Shaq, look for anybody else to like make a bucket every once in a while, like somebody. (laughs) 
So that's, I feel like, going to be, can our defense make it hard for the entire team to score, to get their normal slate of points? And if anybody's going off, I think we're going to be in big trouble because after, again, after AD and LeBron, and even, I mean, as well as AD's played against the Blazers, he has not played well in the bubble. Like, he is very up and down right now in the bubble. You know, he's like brilliant one game and then just completely MIA the next. And that's a little worrisome because there's not another guy after that. I mean, Kuz is game to try, but I mean, it's, there's just no comparison between Kuz and AD. So uh, I, I can see a world where, like, I think Sean's right. I think if, you, if the Lakers, like, win game one, stymie the momentum of the Trailblazers a little bit, and give them things to think about matchup-wise that they don't really have an answer to. I don't think, for instance, I don't really think Portland has a great answer for Dwight. Um, no, they don't. They don't have, there's, there, and there's a lot of teams that don't have a great answer for Dwight. And that's where I think, Gerald, your point about a seven, seven-and-a-half-man rotation could be spot on. Like, I think JaVale McGee is going to start just about every game unless we play Houston, right? Like, unless we play Houston, I could see him starting every single game. Mm-hmm. But then I can see him not playing at all after the first, 12, 14 minutes of the ball game, and then it's Dwight and AD and Kuz, or maybe even a little uh, small ball around AD, or somebody else at center, and that's the rest of the, the, the last, you know, two and a half, three quarters of basketball. I think that we have to just keep the rest of the team down. Damian Lillard is going to get 40 points. He's going he's, he's gonna to do it. Like, he's, he's on fire. He knows how to get to the line. He knows where he can shoot the ball from half court in. Like it's it, it it's it's he's gonna get his points. But if he gets forty points on like 35, 38 shots, I'm cool with that. If he gets forty p- points on twenty five, twenty eight shots, that's gonna start to be a problem because that's gonna be pretty efficient, and we won't be our big guys won't be having rebounds to get, which generates our fast break. Uh, our defense and our rebounding is what generates our points, um, more so than our half court offense, which is you know, what's LeBron going to do? Uh, and that that's what I find worrisome in the bubble because, again, like, the great players, everybody siphons a little bit from the crowd. And, like, it's going to be very interesting to see how these playoffs play out. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey Lakers fans, looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com, with a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Once again, I'm speaking to Laker Tom, Sean Grice, and Jamie Sweet of Lakerholics.com. Everybody on Facebook Live is now checking out all the great things that are there and available at Lakerholics.com, including, again, a lot of articles, a lot of opinions, a lot of podcasts, a lot of videos Videos from our good friend Rafael Barlow from the NBA Draft Junkies. You can see podcasts that are available from the Lakers Fast Break, a.k.a. me, and so much more. It's now available at Lakerholics.com. But before we head on out, I know he's been itching to say a lot more 
I've been seeing him in his chair for the past 10, 15 minutes while Sean and Jamie got a chance to speak. And I know he's been just going back and forth, itching to say something. So I want to go ahead and make sure before we go ahead and talk to you guys about what's going on with LakerHogs.com and what you're looking forward to go ahead and providing for that platform. Laker Tom, I know you have some thoughts. I guess some final thoughts on the Lakers Blazers series as we head into Tuesday's playoff matchup. Well, taking off on, on, on a couple of things that uh, Sean and Jamie brought up, um, I think that they, I think that the Blazers are going to go into this series with uh, very close to being exhausted at this point in time. They, they, they've really had survival games one after another, and very close games at the end that they lucked out and won in in order to get in to the play-in tournament in order to get the number eight seed. And they're going to run into a team that is a lot better than the teams that they've been fighting to get here for. There's going to be a wear and tear, both mentally and physically, that is going to make it very hard for them to, to really put together great performances. Secondly, I also think that it all comes down to defense in the playoffs because things are going to slow down a lot. You saw Portland being making shots, very difficult shots. Those shots aren't going to fall as much when you've got good defense playing against you. And the Lakers, despite a few problems that they've had defensively, still rank as one of the top three defenses in the league. And when you've got players like LeBron and AD, who are probably first-team all-defense, Kuzma, who's improving dramatically, some stalwarts like KCP, who's been a solid defender all year long, uh, it's going to be a lot harder for the Portland Trailblazers not only to overcome the weariness that's going to hit them mentally and physically, but also to have to do that against an elite defensive team. And Frank Vogel is a defensive coach who's going to make every one of those moves harder for them. They're going to see a diet of change-ups where they're going to see a double team on Dame coming across the line. The next time they may come down and see a zone, the next time they may come down and see a box and one. A lot of <laughs> different variations that, he, that we're going to throw at them. And then he may see a little bit of Kuzma on Lillard to see if he can do the same type of magic that he did when he was guarding uh, Harden. So I think that this is uh, this is going to be a very tough series. I know, I know all of the pundits out there like to talk about how this is such a threat to the Lakers, and and uh, they may get knocked out in the first round. All you have to do is bring up subjects like that to LeBron James and Anthony Davis, and they're going to come out. Really, the Lakers are going to come out with a super hard focus on doing everything they can to win this game. Um, so I think it's going to be a very, very difficult struggle for the Blazers to even win one game. I will tell you this right now. I think two keys that people are going to start to see more of in the playoffs, maybe just a sprinkling in the first round, but as they move forward, one of the things is they're going to see a lot more of, I'm pretty sure of, is what Tom is always wants and what I think is best for the team is AD at the five. They're going to see a lot more of that. And number two is they're going to see a lot more pick and rolls with LeBron and AD, something that they've shied away from because either whether they didn't want to do it or that they didn't want to show you. And I think it's more of the latter than the former. So... Seeing that as it takes, I'm, I'm hoping that they will go ahead and implement more of both those options going forward because it is going to be interesting to see what takes place as the Blazers and the Lakers meet each other in the first round of the NBA playoffs on Tuesday night 
at 6 p.m. It's going to be available on TNT, so people go ahead and check that out. TNT, Tuesday night. And after the game, we will be here at Lakerholics.com. The invitation is open not only to everybody out there watching, but also to you guys. If you want to go ahead and jump on after the game on Tuesday, you're more than welcome to do so. Just hit me up. Uh, you know Laker Tom will be, you know, I'm ready to go, Gerald. I'm ready to talk. I'm ready to talk. So, you know, you know he'll be right there for you. I'm hoping everybody else that's out there on, on all of our platforms win that we're lose, on. Win or lose, man. Yes, win or lose. But I'm hoping everybody else that's on all of our platforms. And, again, thank you so much to all the Lakers Facebook groups that are actually watching us now that allowed us to be on their platforms. We cannot thank you enough for doing so. That's thousands and thousands of available consumers that could go ahead and watch us right now. So we truly appreciate it. All the other podcast groups that are allowing us to go ahead and do so. We thank you so much. And again, we'll be here Tuesday night after the Lakers game, also on the Lakers Fast Break Facebook page, also the YouTube channel, Lakers Fast Break. You can always find us there at Lakers Fast Break on Twitter, Lakers Fast Break at Yahoo.com if you have any questions. He, Laker Tom, is at, at Laker Tom on Twitter. Jamie Sweet, you got a best place for people to talk to you? It's the blog, baby. It's the blog. I, uh, I'm slowly willowing down on my social media uh, for the for the purposes, I never got into Twitter anyhow. I I capped out. I tapped out at Facebook. But the blog is the place to to chat with me and hang out. And I'm assuming that's the same for you, Sean. Is that correct? As the Magic Man? Absolutely, Gerald. At Magic Man, always up for a spirited basketball conversation. Oh, there you go. There you go. Well, I'm again. The the red carpet is open. You guys, not only on Tuesday night, but to, at any point in time, just hit me up. Always want to have you guys on to hear your thoughts on the NBA scene, whether it's after a game or whether it's in between games or what have you. I know people out there that listen to us at the Lakers Fast Break here shows constantly on our network. So we truly appreciate everybody out there that's giving us a chance and giving us a listen or a watch each and every time out. But before we head on out, guys, you got to tell me what you're working on for Lakerholics.com so we can get people to go ahead and stop by and be part of the conversation at Lakerholics.com. Sean, I'll start with you. What you got cooking up for us right there at Lakerholics.com? Yeah, so right now I'm digging into uh, the playoff preview, and uh, I'm watching a lot of uh, film right now. A couple of interesting things are popping up, so I hope people can come by and uh, give it a read. There you go. Jamie? Got five things I'm working on that's also kind of a playoff preview, just things that Lakers are going to have to either nip in the bud or improve upon or, or execute better than they've shown that they've been able to execute consistently in the bubble. Some of that's due to the experimental nature of the lineups Frank was trotting out and that we clinched so early. So I'm hopeful that some of the uh, concerning trends that we've seen on the court will be uh, eliminated when we're less experimental and, and more fundamental. Um, but maybe just some five things, chatting a little bit. It's a fun place to hang out and talk, talk Lakers or – and just, you know, it's exciting that the Lakers are in the playoffs. I mean, it's it's a shame that it's all kind of been how it worked out this year, you know, for a lot of reasons uh, that we don't need to get into. But uh, it's just uh, nothing can dim the excitement that the Lakers are back in the playoffs. They've got a great chance to do some damage. Uh, as good as any other team, I feel like, if not better than most teams. And that is good, good news. And I couldn't say any better myself, Jamie. I mean, this has been a wild ride. This has been the wildest ride ever for Lakers fans. The ups and downs, and I've said it before on the show, this has been a roller coaster unlike Laker fans have ever been a part of, or this organization known as the Los Angeles Lakers have ever been a part of. 
But Laker Tom, before we head on out, what you got cooking? I know you've always got something cooking, whether it's a crazy trade, but I know you're putting that off right now. And I know you're putting off every other thing as far as the draft. What you got cooking up for Lakers fans? At well, Lakers I'm, I'm, working, I'm working, obviously, on my version of the preview of the Portland series. The title of that is basically that the Portland Trailblazers are exactly what the Lakers need in the first round. I just also published uh, two articles. Both of them, one of them is on offense and one of them on defense, and they both focus on the, the strategic moves that Frank Vogel should be thinking about making defensively and offensively in the playoffs. Things like uh, having LeBron James maybe hunt out Damian Lillard and have him guard him every single time down the court. Things of that nature so that these are the little adjustments that can all of a sudden turn what many people think is a close series into a route. And I think that's what's going to happen with the Lakers. Defensively and offensively, I think we're going to see some great adjustments. And if you want to have some great conversations on exactly what those strategies should be that Frank Vogel and his coaching staff are working on, Lakerholics.com is the perfect place to stop by and have those conversations. Foul trouble could be a key, but it works both ways, my friend. It works both ways. Well, once again, guys, I truly appreciate it. Once again, Sean Grice, a.k.a. Magic Man. Watch thank out you for very the... much, Gerald. Although, thank you for being part of today's show. Always got to watch out and see what the Magic Man's up to at LakerHolics.com. Jamie Sweet, he's always there with five things. There's no better place to go see five things about the Los Angeles Lakers than what Jamie Sweet has to offer at LakerHolics.com. And, of course, you know, Laker Tom has always got something to say about the Los Angeles Lakers and the NBA at lakerholics.com be part of the conversation today at lakerholics.com you'll be glad you did and i'm looking forward to a great series guys i'm looking forward to a lot of fun we can talk lakers playoffs once again that's a great thing to say after so many years out it's just such a wild ride this year so many ups so many downs so many highs so many lows but right now we move on to better things greater things the playoffs are here and I'm so glad you guys are part of it. I'm so glad that everyone out there is listening and watching us during the playoffs. Stay tuned to us right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. <laughs> 